Good morning. So over the course of the retreat so far, we've been weaving together all of these different approaches of samadhi and of insight. And for the last couple of days, we've been exploring Vedana feelings or feeling tone, that just that bare knowing of any contact at any of the sense doors registering as pleasant, unpleasant or neutral before it gets complexified into some kind of emotion or feeling or mental reaction. And we've been seeing very directly how Vedana is really the building block of all of our reactivity, how the push and pull of pleasant, unpleasant, neutral conditions us into agitation in the chitta so that we lose center we lose ground, we lose connectedness with the present moment. So in the instructions from the Satipatthana Sutta, the four establishments of mindfulness, the entire second establishment is about exploring Vedana. And the instruction is to simply know the feeling tone as feeling tone not getting involved with it, just staying with that bare registering of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And in that way, we save ourselves a whole pile of trouble, stress, distress, dukkha, the first noble truth that Willa uh, introduced last night in her talk on the Four Noble Truths. So by staying close to the hub of the wheel, close to the center of our embodied experience, that's a way of avoiding adding those extra darts that the poor untrained worldling tends to be constantly adding to their stress and distress. Again, though, as we all know, this is much easier said than done. And there are times when the strength of our mindfulness isn't able to meet that forward momentum, the power of the push of that chain reaction from sense contact, Vedana, into reactivity, which so often propels us then into proliferation, or papancha, as it's known in Pali. And when we get sucked out to the outer rim of the wheel, that whole papancha drama can keep spinning for hours, days, even weeks or months. So we're fortunate then that we have another whole set of practices uh, that we can bring to meet our experience. And these are the four Brahma-Vihara practices that I mentioned briefly the other night. Kindness and compassion, appreciative joy and equanimity. And as I mentioned the other night, these two work in two ways. So one is they help to condition the chitta, the heart-mind. So it's much less susceptible to afflictive states in the first place. And they also act as an antidote for those times when the hindrances have managed to get a hold on us. And just want to acknowledge that for some people... There's, there can be quite a deep m- misunderstanding that somehow spending time in the Brahma Vihara is cheating, 
that there's avoiding reality in some way. But as we've all been emphasizing in our exploration of right effort, half of the effort is actually about cultivating skillful states and then strengthening, deepening, prolonging them. Even so, I think most of us have some pretty strong individual conditioning as well as some broader societal conditioning that tends to bring us to this path with an assumption that spiritual practice is supposed to be hard and difficult and challenging and painful. And if it's not, then it's obviously because we're not going deep enough or doing it hard enough or whatever that kind of pushing mentality tends to tell us. And in fact, the Buddha himself had that same misunderstanding. As I think many of you know from his life story, it was a significant turning point when he realized that the hardcore ascetic practices he'd been doing so diligently for so long weren't actually getting him anywhere. He wasn't actually making progress, except progress closer actually towards death. And there was a point when he'd done these self-torturing practices so diligently that he was, in fact, on the verge of dying. And it's said that at that point he had a memory, a very pleasant memory of being a young boy, I think maybe seven or eight years old. And in his memory, he was attending a harvest festival. He was sitting under the cool shade of a rose apple tree and watching his father plow a field. And it was pleasant in the shade of that tree. And so his body relaxed, his mind relaxed, and it said he spontaneously slipped into a state of deep absorption, the mind so unified that it experiences bliss. So when the Buddha-to-be remembered this pleasant memory, he asked himself, why have been Why have I been so afraid of that pleasure that has nothing to do with sensual desire? Could this be the way? And then he realized, yes, that mental pleasure was just what had been missing from his approach. And it said that not long after that realization, he attained full awakening, Nibbana. So coming back to the second establishment of mindfulness in the Satipatthana Sutta, the Buddha actually made a distinction between what he called worldly feeling tones and unworldly feeling tones. And so far we've been investigating mostly the worldly feeling tones, so just that pleasant, unpleasant, neutral that comes from sense contact. But the Buddha also uh, defined a different set of feeling tones, still pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, but these unworldly feeling tones have the potential to strengthen our Dhamma practice. In other words, they're onward leading. And these unworldly feelings are primarily mental. So, for example, the pleasant, unworldly feelings that come from dwelling in the Brahma-Vihara or cultivating the awakening factors, the skillful states. And the pleasantness, the pleasure that comes from these pleasant, 
unworldly feeling tones is not only allowable, it's encouraged. So, for example, in the chant we've been doing every morning in relation to the Brahma-Vihara, we're invited to abide in ease and well-being. And a lot of the language is around phrases like dwelling and pervading and saturating. So when it comes to these skillful states, we're very much encouraged to dwell, to abide, to pervade, to suffuse. And all that suggests that it's worth lingering in those states, savoring them, getting to know them in their depth. So for our practice this morning, I'd like to come back to the Brahma-Vihara, specifically metta, and just offer a little bit of guidance into the energy of goodwill, of friendliness, of kindness. Not so much through the method of reciting phrases, which many of you are familiar with, but just seeing if we can tune in a little more to the, the kind of the energetic resonance of kindness, of warmth, of care. Because for most people, it's a little easier to access that, those qualities when there's some degree of ease and well-being in the body. I'd like to start by inviting us to tune in to pleasant, worldly Vedana. So just as the Buddha sitting under the tree, the Buddha-to-be as a boy, sitting under the tree was experiencing, <laughs> you could say, pleasant, worldly Vedana, being in the cool shade of the rose apple tree, that pleasant worldly Vedana was what allowed him to access the pleasant unworldly Vedana of uh, slipping into samadhi. Okay, so let's just settle in a little more fully into your sitting position. I'm taking a few moments just to wiggle and jiggle. Sometimes I think of the image of a dog when it's settling into its bed for the night and it circles around and kind of kneads the bedding into just the right shape. So we're coming into our bodies and taking a few moments to just establish a sitting position where there's a balance of alertness, and ease. Sensing into the groundedness of the body in contact with the earth beneath you. Feeling into the support of the cushion or the bench or the chair so you can relax a little more fully into that support. And then bringing the awareness to the experience of breathing for a few moments, just to stabilize and steady the being. Very simply receiving the experience of each in-breath and each out-breath. 
Letting the alternating rhythm of breathing in and breathing out just wash through the body like a gentle tide swelling and subsiding. Receiving each in-breath and each out-breath. And you might begin to notice that there's a subtle pleasantness that comes from simply being present with the experience of breathing. And just opening to this pleasantness or to any other pleasant experiences that are available to you now. Perhaps the warmth of the hands touching is pleasant. Maybe the softness of the clothing in contact with your skin is pleasant. Maybe the support of the cushion beneath your sitting bones the temperature of the room. Or that natural feeling of release that comes with each out-breath. So just taking a few moments to tune in to any pleasant feeling tone that's available anywhere throughout the body. And letting that pleasantness register. Letting that pleasantness register and just seeing if it starts to bring in any sense of well-being or ease. We're just gently inclining in that direction.
not pushing it. Just tuning in to what's pleasant. Allowing it to be there. And noticing if it supports a little more softening, a little more ease. Settling into some degree of well-being. And then into that relative ease and well-being to whatever degree it's available to you. Bringing in the memory of a time when you experience some kind of kindness, warmth or care. When somebody met you with friendliness. Met you with warmth. Met you with kindness. Bringing to mind that memory as vividly as you can. What it was like to receive that metta. (coughs) And as you stay present with this experience of receiving kindness, Noticing any effect it might have on the body-mind. Perhaps there's a slight sense of warmth at the heart center. Maybe a feeling of settling and steadying, opening and expanding. 
Maybe there's a lightness of being. Just continuing to explore this experience of receiving kindness. Tuning into the energetic effect on your being. Letting yourself dwell there. Abide there. In this experience of receiving metta. Sensing into that energy of metta and settling into it almost as if it was like a warm bath of exactly the right temperature. And as you submerge your whole being into it, there's just a feeling of ah, opening. Settling, warmth. The whole being now dwelling in that kindness, the warmth, the care of metta. Letting that meta energy permeate every cell of your being. As that warmth and light of the metta energy pervades through your whole body, your whole being, has the power to soften any obstacles, any places of tightness or coldness, 
the meta energy just gently softens them. The whole being is bathing in this warmth of kindness and care. As that meta energy just gathers and strengthens, steadies and deepens, you might find that it very naturally starts to expand. And that warmth of meta begins to extend outwards now. To radiate out (coughs) and to touch all the beings in this room with you today. That soft, warm energy of kindness. Just expanding and radiating outwards in all directions. Expanding outwards to include your fellow meditators. We're sitting together now in a force field of kindness. Metta being offered. And metta being received. Taking it in. radiating it out. Rippling out and returning back and getting stronger and stronger. It's 
We can pervade even further now to include everyone here at Temuata. All the beings who are supporting us to be here. Sharing that same warmth and kindness and care with everyone on the service team, the managers, and all the other living beings in the environment around us. Expanding this field of meta energy to include all the beings around Temuata. As that meta energy continues to radiate from your own being, to ripple out, include other beings, and to have it come back in, it continues to grow and expand. Expanding now even beyond Temuata. Letting that warmth, that energy of kindness and care expand now to include the all-encompassing world. That soft and powerful energy of metta Pervading outwards, unbounded. Extending into infinity. This energy of metta that's abundant, exalted, immeasurable. Without hostility and without ill will. Continuing to abide in metta. Or if it feels more suitable, you can come back 
to mindfulness of breathing. We'll settle more fully into silence now.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.